If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. We are delighted that you are here with us today because we're going to be talking about the art of reading body language. Ooh. I've already started reading yours. <laughs> you have? What does my yeah. say? Well, I'm interested in your shoulders right now. I mean, uh-huh. there's not a lot that I can see. I can see your, you know, I can see your eyes. Yes. I can see your shoulders. Like yes. the, they're out of, you straightened them. But before they were like this. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up on some vibes. We this is particularly important for folks that are in Zoom land. You know, we, after, during the pandemic and even afterwards, everybody's like, wait a minute, you mean I can conduct business? From the comfort and privacy of my own home and i could just get on a zoom okay listen you don't need to know what i'm wearing below this shirt <laughs> but i am very interested in you reading the body language that i want you to read so i would love to hear um some of the things that you noticed and also how some of that isn't just about body language, but it's also like facial expressions and sure. gestures and where our eyes go. All of that is part of the of body language, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So let's give this a little bit of a preface, like a okay. little bit of a framework, and then we can dig into it. Yes. Um, I don't tell people this very often because otherwise they always ask me to talk about this and it's not the conversation I want to have all the time, but I am a certified body language expert and I used to be a body language trainer. And so I know some stuff, enough stuff to be dangerous, a little something, something. Mm -hmm. Um, but here's the reason why it's important to have awareness around body language. Mm -hmm. It is a big part of the conversation. So when you look at the conversation and you look at understanding and trust and rapport, you have three things that go into that. You have the words that you say, Mm -hmm. you have the tone in which you say them, Mm -hmm. and then you have the body language. Okay. And body language is sometimes estimated as high as 57% of the comprehension is okay. coming from body language. Mm-hmm. So here's how we know this to be true. Um, if you have ever walked into a room and nobody has said anything, but you're like, uh oh, what's going on here? You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. haven't said a word. Yes. But the body language is speaking volumes. And you're mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to go, <laughs> you know, like it's, you feel it. That is all body language. And mm-hmm. so what happens is we have our subconscious mind and it is thinking massive amounts of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then it goes through our filtering system and certain amount of words come out. Now, depending on the strength of your filter, it might be more words than others, right? 
But all of those subconscious things that got filtered out, um, they come through still in your tone and your body language. So there's a lot of information that you can pick up on people. Uh, One of the things that I am a big believer in is that we shouldn't be using body language to tell a story. We should be using body language to ask questions because okay, that's a good distinction. Yeah. So for example, like your shoulders being yes. slumped like this, yes. that, that was the, cause I'm leaning on this armrest and I just, I just noticed that you just made me conscious of it. I was like, Oh, I do this a lot actually. But you were the other way, actually. It was the this other way, way when we first started oh, it, okay. and you weren't leaning. They were just out oh, of alignment. Okay. And so, like and this. so the other side though. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. So left shoulder, well, your it's your right shoulder was up. Your left shoulder was down because yes. you're opposite uh-huh. of me. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when we look at left and right, left can represent past, right can represent future. Mm-hmm. So that can be an indicator that something feels heavy about future. Right. So instead of me making up a story and saying, Oh, I know exactly what that means. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That would be a place where we could start asking questions. Right. And so we can get more information out. These are just, they're the body language are little cues that we can use to then be able to ask questions. So hands are really fascinating too. This is a a gesture that you've done quite a few times today. Um, Is this where it's like one hand is like a blanket for the other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's And so, and then you can look at which hand is the blanket for the other, or like if people are using soothing gestures or if they're rubbing their legs or I mean, where they're looking with their eyes, there's so much information that we can glean. So I am happy to answer questions of what you're interested in, Monica. What are you interested in? I have notes. Okay. I have notes. <laughs> so one of the things that I typically, I've catch myself doing a lot and it's unconscious and I don't know why I do it and I don't know how to stop it is this constant grooming. Like with my hair, for example, that I'm uh-huh. pushing this to the side or I'm putting it to the front or I'm taking it out of my eye or I'm pulling this via my ear. And it's like, what's with the hair? Why does she do that so much? Okay. So, um, let's talk about that. There's functionality and then there's subconscious stuff too. Yes. Uh-huh. So, so a lot of times self-grooming is like a way to kind of check in and assert that on the outside, we're okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, but then there's also stuff where you're like, legitimately my hair is in my face and I can't see mine won't even go and stay in front of my face. Like if it's like this, <laughs> right. like we got to put it out. Right. Yes. So there's the functional stuff. The wind blows, your hair's in your face. You got to move it. Right. But when your hair is fine and you're feeling the need to like remove and repurpose, mm-hmm. um, then that's where the question that I ask myself is I say, uh, I'll ask myself, why do I feel like I need to check and make sure everything's in order? Mm-hmm. And then I'll ask myself sometimes the follow-up question, are there internal things that are not in order that on the external, I'm making sure that everything's in order because there's something inside that doesn't feel in yeah. order. And it just kind of, it can take you down the path to help you get to the heart of what it is. Mm-hmm. And then when you find it, if you want the the behavior pattern to change, you just have to keep reminding yourself that that's taken care of. Yes. Like, oh, you know what? We don't need to, we don't need to do that anymore because we yeah. took care of this. That's right. And then it will help the habit to kind of go away. Yeah. 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 So one of the habits that I remember having when I was a little girl, um, and actually all the way up to college, I don't do it as much anymore. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cause you, you watch my face more than I do. Um, but I used to bite my lip a lot. 
Oh, um, I hundred percent believe that. <laughs> yeah. So I would like, I, I'm not just doing it, just doing it just now, which is what brought it to mind. Um, kind of like chewing on it, kind of like yeah. messing around with it, moving it around, etc. And I know where that's from. There were some things that I wanted to say that I yeah. didn't feel like I had the space to say in my yep. family of origin or in school or things like that. So it would show up, like you say, a lot of a lot of what we want to communicate that we don't communicate by behavior or word comes out in body language. It just yes. kind of leaks out. Right. And I noticed when I noticed that I was doing that a lot, I noticed where it was coming from or I, you know, put two and two together and now it's not an unconscious constant thing, but when I do it, it's typically because like, Oh, you're, you're sitting on something that you want to say. Yes. So lips are oftentimes what people are wanting to say. And when you're in business conversations or you're working with clients or you're in a sales call, if somebody is tightens their lips in any way, shape or form, like, or like Mm -hmm. they bite them or anything where their, their lips are closing off or they're getting firm. That's a sign that they have things they want to say, and you should be quiet and you should be like, so, you know, what do you have to say about that? And then they'll share what it is. Um, Another thing is swallowing. Oh, so if people are swallowing, a lot of times what will happen is you'll watch the neck kind of acts like a thermometer for a lot of people where you can see the color starts to change as the emotion rises. Mm-hmm. Then it will get right about to their um, their vocal cords and then they'll swallow. And it's like they swallowed back down the emotion. So if you see that starting to happen, you can ask people, you know, so how do you feel about that? Um, do you, are, any, are any thoughts or feelings coming up for you? And then they'll be more likely to share and you can get to a better place of conversation. Um. Okay. A couple of things that I think are useful gestures to be aware of is mm-hmm. what I call the angry hand gestures mm. um, or the violent hand gestures. So we are human beings and emotion and frustration and stress and overwhelm, all those things, they, they build up inside of us. Mm-hmm. And when you're not properly filtering those out, what will happen is you'll end up with angry hand gestures. So you'll yeah. do things like you talk like this a lot, like, yeah, we're going to go out tonight. And it looks like you're strangling someone and like <laughs> there it, it's, or like you do a lot of chopping gestures or like punching gestures or things like that. But you want to watch those are like really like claw hands. Like they look, you know, there's I a lot claw of tension. A lot with my nephews. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you just want to be aware that your hands are showing like mm-hmm. I've got an excess of some angry emotions aggressive, that are aggressive coming energy. out. Yeah. But what the way that you present, the way that you look is you to other people, they get this intensity vibe from you that maybe you're not wanting to put out, mm-hmm. but it's coming through in your, in your hands. Yeah. It, it, sometimes it's not anger. Sometimes it is passion or, um, you know, kind of like wanting to move. I just did this with my hands. That was super subconscious because but, like, no, but look at your fingers. Along. Look at your fingers. They're not angry fingers. They're yes. not like, right? So it's, you can move your hands. You can absolutely move your hands. It's just, I pay attention to when my hands are like, okay, guys, we're going to pick up the room right now. And I'm like, (laughs) joking. okay, guys, let's pick up the room right now because I don't want to be sending unconsciously messages that I'm, I'm frustrated or I'm angry, you know? Yes. Right. Yes. I think also we have to keep in mind cultural differences and I'm always going to be an advocate and a presence for and a stand for intersectionality. Uh, We just had a moment with the Dalai Lama, for example, who said something, he he had an audience with a young boy and they kissed on the lips 
And then the Dalai Lama said something to the effect of like, suck my tongue or something like that. So the Western world, that sounds like pedophilia in open air. Right. And in Tibetan culture, that's actually a gesture of affection from an elder to a young child. And Mm -hmm. we have to keep in mind, uh, well, one, those cultural nuances, but also number two is how does the receiver intend to launch it and how i mean how does the speaker or the one communicating intend to launch it and how does the receiver how does it land for them because if there's no harm on the receiver end like your interpretation is your interpretation and you get to grapple with that but i don't get to impute that harm on somebody when that's not what they have been interpreting or that's Mm -hmm. not how it landed for them right um a perfect example of this was uh for example when when i was little um I had a, I had a, for me was a pivotal moment when I was in an adult conversation with my parents and, and their friends, they had like a, a dinner at home where they invited some people over and they had some dinner and they were talking and I caught my parents in a lie. And I said, uh, no, that's not what you said and blah, blah, blah. And I got in trouble and I got sent mm-hmm. to my room. Right. And then later on, my mom talked to me about it, et cetera. But what I, how it landed wasn't. I'm wrong. I'm bad. My parents don't love me anymore. That's not how it landed. How it landed was, oh, they lie just like I do. These people are trying to figure it out just like I do. Okay. So it kind of humanized my parents a little bit. Mm-hmm. They weren't like God anymore, as it were. Um, and But also that wasn't terrifying because for some people, right. when they find out their parents are not perfect, it ruins their life. For me, yes. it was very liberating. It was like, okay, I can breathe easy. I don't need to be perfect all the time. I could just relax. And also, I don't think I had the words for it at the time because I was still a child, but it was almost like, give them space. They're trying to figure it out too, you know? And so that has informed the way that I treat people that I don't get super duper, like, you know, fangirly, except for Prince. Prince is the only (laughs) person. With anybody, because everybody's just human, right? And so that's part of the, uh, part of understanding body language also, to me at least. Uh, is that you're kind of straddling cultures and meaning and interpretation Mm -hmm. to your point. You're not trying to narrate a story. You're trying to use it as data to ask more questions. Yeah. And there are definitely things that are different from culture to culture. Um, Like personal space is very different from culture to culture. Mm -hmm. Some have much smaller personal space and some have bigger, but that's also a difference between people. Like there, one of the things that you can pay attention to when you're walking up to somebody is that they will, they will make a physical movement when you hit the outer edge of their personal space, bubble, it'll Mm -hmm. be like their eyebrows will go up or they'll like tense or something, but they make this, they will make a movement when you hit their personal space bubble. And like, if you stop there and then like reach your hand out or something, that's a way to bridge that. Yeah. But that's different depending on different cultures. Um, the amount of like facial expressions differs depending on the culture. Some cultures are more stoic, some are more expressive, yeah. some use their hands more. Um, but there are some generals. So in general, the left side usually is connected more towards past logic, facts, history. The right side is usually connected more towards future creativity, vision. Mm-hmm. Um You've got, you know, the different areas of your body kind of tend to show different things like your legs have to do with your foundation, your feet have to do with your direction, um, your shoulders tend to have to do with like the burdens that you have in life. Mm-hmm. Um 
your, uh, your face has so much going on when people look, you know, to the side, they're usually looking towards their ears and it's usually a good indicator that they're, um, they're hearing the voice of somebody else inside of their mind. Like maybe it's their mom's voice or maybe it's their husband. And so when they look to the side, a lot of times there's somebody else inside their mind. Um, when they look, um, down, they're tending that that's emotion. They're looking into their emotion. Um, oh, it's like they're they, looking into their heart a little bit, huh? Yeah, looking into their soul. Oh, um, look it's like, yeah, looking up is like looking towards inspiration. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Higher power like when source. you say, I wouldn't have thought about it, but when you say it, it's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. yeah. So as you as you're watching and talking to people, you can kind of track like where are they at in their head, right? Um, if they're like up into the left then that's like a uh, recall and um, data, mm-hmm. facts, information, mm-hmm. numbers, past experiences, history. If they're up and to the right, this is vision. This is creativity. This is um, where we're going. What does the future look like? And so sometimes when you're mm-hmm. in a sales conversation, if you're talking to somebody and it's like, so are you ready to move forward? And they go, they go up into the left. They're still looking at past data, data details. They can't quite see the the vision of where you're going yet. So, right they're not quite there. So it's, there's just so much good information. Um, and I, I do not ever, well, I can't say never. I have caught my kids sometimes in a couple of lies from body language. I'm like, uh-huh. well, hold on, let's talk Why? about this. They were looking to the right. They were being creative. No, <laughs> no, not necessarily. It's more like when things don't align, right? Yes. Like when, what they say doesn't align with what their body is saying ah. and there's more, there's more to the conversation to be had, but I usually do not approach it from the standpoint of like, let me figure out who's lying. I more approach it from the standpoint of let me understand people better. Yeah. Um, how can right. I better understand where right. you're coming from so that I can support you in ways that maybe you don't know that you need to ask for. That has right? happened so many times. Pause a second. Let's just have a friend conversation. That has happened so many times between you and me, Amy, that I'll show up because I think both of us are have this like high performance thing. Like, let's just get the job done. Let's just. Yeah. We said we we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or, you know, I just have to be on for 30 minutes or I just have to be on for an hour and then I can just go back to being a ball of wax. Right. Um, and you won't let me get away with it. You're like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? And I'm like, how does she know? She's like, she's looking at shoulders. She's looking at eye direction. She's looking at a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. And it's like, you can't hide it. <laughs> and now, you know, how I now know. I know. Well, you know, the thing is, there was a period of time, and this is probably why I don't promote that I know as much about body language as I do, because there was a point in time where I could never turn it off. And I was always Mm -hmm. like tracking all these movements on people. Uh And now I I don't enjoy that. So for me, what I like to do is use it as an amplification of my intuition. That's how I utilize body language. It just amplifies the natural intuition that I already have, which is I pick up on vibes from people. Yeah. And whether you know what's going on in body language or not, you pick up on vibes from people. And if you will listen to that intuition um, and just pay closer attention to people, you will be able to connect on a, on a better, more deep way. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that you can study about this. Um, and it's fascinating. It really is, which is why mm-hmm. I got certified in the first place. So if you're interested, go go look up some gurus, go read some more books, go watch some trainings. There's a lot of good information out there. Yes. But at the heart of it, I hope you'll do it with the intention of understanding and supporting people better. Yeah, human nature. Absolutely. The, the more educated and well-versed that we are in the human condition, 
the better people we can be and the better support we can be to the people we love. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You told me some of your, uh, body language quirks. Do you want to hear some of mine? Yes. I hold my head too far forward, like constantly, like my posture, my head is always more forward than it should be. It should always be like back aligned with the spine. It's always this way. Can I just tell you that I noticed that? And I thought that you were doing it for the same reason that I do, which is to avoid the double chin. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's because if you like, my mind is always going, right. It's always ahead of the rest of my body. It's completely true. Yes. That totally makes sense for who you are. Yes. My chiropractor is always like, why do you, why is your posture like that? I'm like, yes, dude. Yeah. A mile a minute, a mile a minute. Too many thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of mine. What are some others? Um, another one that I pay attention to, which is directly correlated to my stress level is my T when I get T-Rex arms where like my, my arms are just up against my body and I'm starting to use my hand gestures right here. What's happening there is it's like, there's a lot of stress and pressure going on and I'm holding myself together. And so when I, when I do, when I catch myself doing that, what I do is I like, I let my arms go and I just let myself breathe it out. So instead of holding it all in and holding myself together, it's like, no, let me just like get rid of it. Let's, let's breathe through it. Let's stretch through it. Let's reframe thinking. And it's, it is interesting how, when you catch yourself doing a gesture, even just letting it go with intention, like your hands are like this and you're like, let's just let it go. Like you'll feel the the energy, the energy and the emotion shift yeah oh my gosh that's fascinating mm-hmm. there you have it guys but can i tell there's... you something that i've noticed about your body language yeah there's one there's an amy signature this okay. is how i know that you're processing information and i'm about to tell somebody off not off like a bad <laughs> thing but just like give them some important information you know it's like uh-huh. she's about to say something meaningful <laughs> brace yourself you know and it's when you uh when you're looking at some yes you're you're now I know why you do it. Yes, your neck is forward this way and your breathing gets shorter. Like you're about uh-huh. to like say something, right? Yeah. I've noticed that. And it's like, she's about to say something. She's about to yep. say something. And I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to like it or not, but I know it's going to be important. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You can't hold it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. We all have these little things that we do. And it's, it is really fascinating, honestly, to just figure out what it is. Look into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. It is such an amazing difference in how we approach each other when we approach each other from the place of discovery and curiosity Mm -hmm. versus of wanting to create a story because that's, that's too adjacent to judgment (laughs) and opinion and position more so than just the openness of curiosity and exploration. Yeah. And people are for the most part, pretty delightful. So yeah. when you keep yourself open and curious, you will learn more about people and you will also become a more approachable person That's true. where you find that people are attracted to you and they want to be in your space more yeah. because you offer empathy and understanding and curiosity. Like that's, that's fun. It's a great, you're, you're, if you're looking at your world and thinking, I got to figure out all the people around me, I would start first with saying, I got to figure out what I'm feeling, what I'm saying, what's going yes. on in my subconscious that I'm projecting out to other people. Start there first. Mm-hmm. And then you'll start to see things in other people that will be just interesting and exciting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's fun. Very fun. Thank you, my friend, for giving us a body language lesson. First of many, I'm sure, darling. First of many. We'll um, see. 
(laughs) (laughs) Then I get, start getting asked to speak at places to train on body language. And I'm like, nope, (laughs) but I'll tell you university for that. I'll tell you who would be great, but (laughs) that's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's okay to be multi-talented. It's okay. Yes, absolutely. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here with us today for this episode of your circle of influence. We want to hear from you. Leave us a comment, subscribe to the show and um, let's stay connected. Let's keep the conversation going. I will offer this. If you do have any specific questions about a body language gesture, you're welcome to put them in and I will give you some ideas of questions you can ask to try to get to the heart of what that's meaning. Awesome. 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 Thank you everybody for being with us. Um, did you give them the RG, our ID already? No. Oh, okay. I did not. So listen, you can still reach us. Number one, you, we always love it when you leave a message, when you leave a review, when you let us know what you think of the podcast. If you want to reach us directly, you can always find us on Instagram. Amy is at Amy Walker Coach, and I am at Monica Ogando. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Ciao.